for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path. A new world. One where openness and truth are the norm. Where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I'm so excited today to have a fellow Megan on the podcast. I have Megan Miller here with me, and Megan provides an oasis, love that, for busy people to pause, reflect, and tune into their own greatness, and she does this using Pilates, journaling, meditation, and EFT tapping to guide you to a healthy lifestyle with both grace and elegance. There are so many keywords that I love in that little biography, Oasis to start. Who doesn't want an oasis? To move into like a healthy lifestyle with grace and elegance. I love that because I feel like so many people struggle with their health and having a healthy lifestyle because we've made it seem like it's a really difficult thing to do, like that it's not accessible to us. It's only accessible to certain people, you know, whatever story you tell yourself. But allowing something into your life with grace and elegance is just there's something so beautiful about that and it creates an, an ease and I really love that so thank you so much for being here oh thank you it's my pleasure <laughs> I'm really excited to have you here and can you tell let's let's start can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got on this beautiful journey that you're on and all the things sure so basically I started my journey with actually just Pilates. <laughs> I didn't used to have all the different modalities that I work with my clients now on. I was actually in high school and my mom told me, you need to do an internship class, <laughs> right? Because she was trying to get me to have a job eventually and move out of the house was the goal, I'm sure. <laughs> and I knew I was going to be an English major. So I started out by 
going and seeing if there was a journalism journalism internship available and someone else had already taken it. <laughs> so I was out of luck. <laughs> divine but intervention. I, I feel like it was divine intervention, of course, <laughs> because I ended up racking up my brain and thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And I always like really enjoyed fitness and I was like a cheerleader, a gymnast, you know, all those things back in the day. So I was like, well, I'm going to like have an internship at a gym. Cause I think that'll be like a cool environment for me to be in. Right. So I sent all these pamphlets out to gyms and studios everywhere where I grew up in Northville, Michigan, and only one place got back to me. <laughs> and that happened to be a Pilates studio. And before that, I'd only done Pilates on the mat work, right? Like on DVDs, on videos. I'd never been on a reformer or a piece of equipment before. And after I did that internship at the studio, I got a job there working the front desk. And the benefit of working the job there was I got free classes. <laughs> and as anyone knows that's ever gotten that little hook in, you know, anywhere they've been, a little freebie, it's like, oh, this this is like a whole new world. I was suddenly, I want to say like reconnected to who I was and shown a whole different form of movement I would have never experienced before. Because previous to this, I like had the idea that, you know, I was going to be an author or work for a magazine company somewhere in New York or something. And then I'd be like a yoga instructor on the side, right? That was like my career path I had determined for myself. But I think the universe was like, no, <laughs> stop, hold up. We have bigger plans for you. Yes, we have bigger plans for you. <laughs> this is where you're going. This is where you're needed, right? Like I didn't even realize who I would be serving during the process of now over 14 years of teaching people. So that was kind of the little start of my journey. I love that. And I love that you you know spoke to not getting the things that you want or the things that you, you, know, you thought you wanted because that's so much of our lives that we don't always get the things that we want or the things that we think we want. But there's always something divine in that, right? There's that divine intervention of the blocks that we face. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, just, we're simply being pivoted to something bigger, something more expansive, something, you know, for us, for our passion and our purpose. Yeah. It's just a different vehicle to still take you to maybe a similar destination of where you wanted to go, but it's going to connect you to different stepping stones or people along the way, which I feel has been very important (laughs) to me compared to how I wanted to to do my life before. (laughs) I love the humanness of that because we spend... We spend so much of our human lives, you know, in this 3D world planning for ourselves. And then, you know, it's so easy to feel really discouraged and upset when things don't go the way that we thought that they would. And there's so much, you know, outside of us that's always guiding us and, you know, keeping us on the path that we're meant to be on. Because like you said... You didn't know who you would be helping and how you would be impacting them and how this work has impacted you that now you get to share and bring into the world. Yeah, definitely. 
And I find it too really interesting because, I mean, I started doing Pilates myself when I was in high school, right? And then I, when I graduated college is when I started teaching actually in 2009. But it was really interesting because I had always been, you know, young, healthy, supple, vibrant, right? And then a little while into my teaching, suddenly I had a manic episode (laughs) and became diagnosed as bipolar. And then it was almost like my world got turned upside down. I no longer considered myself healthy. And I was like, who am I? I'm a fraud. You know, I'm teaching Pilates and look, (laughs) I I don't even have my life together anymore. (laughs) So I think that was even like a bigger turning point on my teaching journey to like kind of reground me and say, Hey, (laughs) look, there's more you have to learn. (laughs) You're not done yet. (laughs) Here's your spiritual awakening. (laughs) The universe is so funny that way. We're just, you know, we think that we're done. And I mean, the reality is that we're never done. We're never done learning. We're never done expanding, never done healing. But yeah, the, I think I think the universe, you know, our, our guide, spirit, God, source, divine, whatever term you resonate with um, or use, I think they get a big, a pretty big kick out of throwing, throwing some big blocks our way. <laughs> yeah, that was a curveball for sure. And I was in a dark place for a while. I was like, I'm not going to tell my clients, right? Because <laughs> who wants to admit that to someone? <laughs> that they have a mental health issue. I mean, nowadays it's a little more acceptable, right? I hope, (laughs) but like years ago it wasn't, people didn't talk about it. They didn't, I think fully understand it either, you Mm -hmm. know, because you kind of have this stigma and it wasn't until I decided after a while, I was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm just going to tell them that everything changed and then I was able to grow and heal and expand even more. It was I was lo- like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that because we talk about, you know, you, you had said that you kind of felt like an imposter, like here I am teaching Pilates and I'm no, no longer a healthy person. When, or what society would call what healthy, society right? society would call a healthy person. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's simply not true, you know. <laughs> but, you know, keeping keeping that, those kinds of things to ourselves as we've been programmed to do in society. And, and like you said, it's more acceptable now to speak out about mental health issues than any kind of you know, health thing that we're moving through, but it, for a long time, it really wasn't. And so, so many people kept that to themselves, you know, kept that part of themselves hidden from so many people in their lives, almost as a way to also kind of keep it from themselves, right? Keep that from yourself. Yeah. And the irony in that is that that's not healthy, Right. Oh no. And, and yeah. Now we we have so much more understanding. I th- I think there's a you know there's always like you said there's always more to be done, and I think there's a lot more to be done around conversations when we're talking about mental health and things like that. But we've come a long way, and mm-hmm. I can I can imagine that opening that part of yourself up to those. Who are close to you and also to you know the people in your life 
is so freeing, so liberating. Oh, for sure. And I think having things like EFT tapping in my life and journaling and meditating and all that self-care, that's that's kind of why I expanded what I cater to my clients because I realized that Pilates wasn't enough anymore. And that's not to shame or put down anyone that only teaches Pilates, but most people these days don't just teach Pilates. <laughs> you kind of have to expand your toolbox mm-hmm. and accommodate not just the physical, but I really feel like the mental and the spiritual too. And that's what's kind of missing in our society and kind of in our healthcare system even. You know, they're looking at one part of you, but not you as a whole person. And like really saying, hey, like, how's your lifestyle? Like, how's your sleep? How's your stress? Right? Mm -hmm. We're just looking at numbers on a scale, calories people are consuming, kind of almost like, you know, your mirror muscles, how you look externally and not diving deeper. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily have to be blood work, right? Because some people are looking at that these days. There's, you know, the energetic level too of like, how are you really doing? (laughs) How is your soul? Yeah. Like how, Mm -hmm. how, what is your connection to your soul like? And I love that because we're, we're multidimensional beings, right? We're not just a physical and we have such a physical focus in this 3D world that we live in and we do focus on the physical body. Right. But we're not just a physical body, you know, we've got energetic bodies, we've got spiritual bodies, we've got emotional bodies, we've, and there's just so much to us, so many different layers, and I think having these different things in your kind of energetic or healing toolbox is mm-hmm. so, so important, especially as you grow and expand as a person, especially as you start know tapping into the the multi-dimensional being that you are because as we as we start to dive into this work and just using this as examples Pilates is amazing for your physical health and it's amazing for your mental health too right when you get out of your head mm-hmm. and into your body you you moving your body but Pilates is not the way to move through you know pain or fear or trauma or you know that kind of thing that's where things like meditation and journaling and EFT tapping come in right and so we need yeah. to have different different ways to heal the different dimensions and the different aspects of ourselves. Yeah. But on that point, too, it's very surprising because especially when I work one-on-one privately with people, I, it's almost like a therapy session sometimes because mm-hmm. you're it's just me and another person in the room, right? And I find it curious that a lot of Pilates is core focused, right? So we're working kind of in your womb space, in your solar and your root chakra area, if you're familiar with that, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're working in those areas, people will tell you of like past traumas and things randomly to me in a conversation while we're moving and it comes out, right? More in a talk therapy at first. And then after a while, I have to like kind of calm them down or pause for a minute and deep dive and explore deeper with them what's going on right like and even at the end of sessions I've had to ask people you know do you have a therapist like 
have you done an energy clearing of your house? Like I'll ask random things <laughs> just to like make sure, you know, we're attending to, as we discussed, like the other aspects of that person and what's going on and not just what happened during the session. I love that. And I feel like it speaks so much to the connection between all of these different bodies that we have within us. Like when you, when you move that physical body, all of that stuff, you know, we know, we know that we hold emotions and we hold trauma and we hold pain and fear and we hold joy. We hold, you know, passion Mm -hmm. and peace. We hold all of these things in different places in our body. And I love that connection because Mm -hmm. I think that for so many, we don't, they don't realize that moving your body is a very small step, but a small, but also very impactful, powerful, small, but big. It's a small, but big step in this journey. Right. And agreed in coming like home to yourself and really knowing yourself and nurturing yourself. And I would bet that many of the people that have had that experience with you where they're in the middle of a one-on-one Pilates session and then they just start talking about something that they've experienced. I would bet that one, they had no intention of ever bringing that up to you. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's a little oversharing, but I'm there to hold space (laughs) for sure. Like I, I a hundred percent hold space and Mm -hmm. I respect everyone's, whatever they say to me, it doesn't leave the room. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm also willing to bet that they didn't realize that they would be sharing that, like it, it sort of comes from nowhere although you know it doesn't actually come, doesn't oh, yeah. actually come from nowhere which we know but you know it's it's one of those moments that they probably reflect on and go wow that really came out of nowhere oh yeah definitely i'd agree some things come up that maybe things haven't been shared in a really long time right or or ever or ever yeah cuz i feel like sometimes people they don't even have those connections with people that are intimate in their family unit, right? Mm-hmm. Or their best friends. They don't feel they can say these things, but maybe to a stranger. And not that I'm a stranger, but I'm that person that's going to be able to transmute what's going on for them and shift them in the correct direction so we can heal that part of them. And what I love about this too is that you have to have you simply have to have a big energy for people to who you know like you said not strangers but people that you know you don't really know that well or don't have that kind of level of intimacy and connection with but for those people to open up to you in such a big way like you yourself have to have a big energy right and those energies like their energy sees your energy as being like this is a safe space for us to open up. This is where we get to start this mm-hmm. journey, right? It's like an empath and how yep. people are naturally drawn to empaths and empaths sort of naturally magnetize people who come to them and just start pouring out their soul, 
Right. I would 100% consider myself an empath. <laughs> I have told people I'm an introvert and they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know you just shared your whole life, but trust me, I'm introverted. <laughs> I'm going to go home and read a book. <laughs> you can go out to the party this weekend. I'm going to read a book. <laughs> I need to recover and do some Kundalini mm-hmm. and some other stuff and get back on point so I can meet you again next week. <laughs> yeah, I need to take what you just unloaded <laughs> yeah before but I can I'm, show up again I'm more than happy to do it like that's my passion you know and I don't think everyone can say that about their job that they wake up and they're excited to like do their career or like mm-hmm. be someplace and show up especially for other people right like if you think about it like plants right energetically plants all like work as a community and their main goal always is growth they always want to produce more grow more be more and for some reason we as humans are not the same (laughs) right no but just imagine if we were like if we could be because i really feel like deep down we're just like those plants (laughs) we just lost our way and when people have a purpose and a passion then they start to act and behave that way. And that's what I kind of try to like wake up in my clients because I feel like a lot of them come to me and yeah, they want to look better and feel better, but part of them feels really broken, Mm -hmm. right? Part of them's like really scared because maybe their kid's going to grow up and leave the house and they don't know who they are anymore. Maybe their relationship's on the fringe, Maybe they had an injury and, you know, they don't know if they're going to be able to run again or something. And I'm the person that's there to be like, okay, let's take you, evolve you, grow you into the next 2.0 version of who you need to be. We, like our society, in our society, we've been programmed to create an identity outside of ourselves. To have our sole purpose to have our being focused on someone or something else and when that shifts as as it will as it does because that's life right when that shifts we suddenly lose who we are and ultimately that comes from not being connected to the self not being connected to you right hundred percent. And I think that we're seeing a really big shift in that now. I think that we are. Yeah, the pandemic started that. (laughs) Yeah. It it really forced a lot of people to slow down, right? When people literally had to stay home and not go anywhere and couldn't be with anybody but themselves. And I think it's, you know, I think when we look for something beautiful to come out of such tragedies, I this to me is very beautiful where we now have this massive, massive awakening of people who took that time, they sat with themselves, sat with their emotions, sat with their experiences and their thoughts and their beliefs, and, you know, they reflected inwards focused inwards and now we see this big push for a new world where people 
start within. And they do things from within. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping for that push for the new world. I do feel, though, that some people right now, at least since we're kind of at the two-year mark, are a little lost and confused. Yeah. And that they're looking for people to step up that are guides and leaders and people that can hold space for others that are going to be able to get them to where they need to go. Mm -hmm. But I think the bigger thing is that we all need to re-realize, right, that everything you need is inside of you. Mm-hmm. Just someone else can help you unlock the key of what's missing, yeah. right, and redirect yeah. you to those parts of you you might have forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. I was having this conversation with someone the other day, actually, and we were talking about how so many people, you know, because we've been you know in this online space a lot of people are now showing up in this online space still looking you know externally still looking for someone to take them to where they want to be still looking for something that is quote-unquote broken for something to fix and then they look for someone outside of themselves to quote-unquote fix that right and so now what we need more than ever is for leaders, for for coaches, for mentors, for guides to step up and say, I'm not taking you where you want to go. You will lead yourself there with Mm -hmm. my guidance, right? If you want my guidance, I will guide you along the way. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. you need to lead yourself, right? And I, one of the things I um, said in this conversation is that I, I don't want my clients to come back to me, right? Like, I don't want to guide someone and show them how to lead themselves and I don't want them to come back to me and say here's this pivot I would like to go to this new place can you take me Mm. no no I can't but please but please (laughs) no we want to create autonomy right Mm -hmm. we should all be autonomous and we can all guide each other And I really feel even like in my career that sometimes I'm trying to teach my client, but they teach me, right? Like it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. It should always be a give and take. Absolutely. In the perfect world. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and we, the world we live in now is so black and white. It's this or that, right? If you're not autonomous, if you don't have any sort of independence, then you're completely dependent on everybody and you do nothing for yourself. You know, it's very to extreme ends, right? But we can be in the, in this middle space, in this middle ground where we guide people to lead themselves. We, we guide people to connect with themselves, to connect with their heart and right and and turn inward and look to themselves look within for the answers and decisions and and all the Mm -hmm. things because they already have everything right and yet still be so connected to other people that when they see us grow they grow too yeah i i love it best when my clients do something right or say something and then catch themselves or say like Mm -hmm. ah and they have that aha moment right and it's almost like a little kid right when a little kid realizes that a rectangle and a fire truck both have rectangles in them and they like equate to the same thing it's like oh 
oh my gosh, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they see the similarities. When people see the similarities like that, that's what lights me up. That's when it's like, yes, we're taking a step. <laughs> we're going in the right direction. And it's small, right? People always, you know, especially in the wellness and fitness world, they come in and they're like, okay, you know, it's January. I want a whole new body. Give me three months, twice a week. I'm sure I can do it. And I, I sometimes want to look at them and be like, no, this is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what What you do, at least with me a lot of the time, because I'm in a studio setting, what, what you do in the studio, I want that to translate into real life, right? So you know how to move functionally, behave functionally, take care of yourself, right? Like better sleeping, eating lifestyle habits. And like we said before, tools that you can utilize in case you get stressed out or in case you have a meltdown. So you're not reacting and blowing up in public and throwing a glass or something like that <laughs> when shit hits the fan. I, I don't want that, <laughs> right? I want you to stay level-headed, <laughs> keep your cool. And basically... I want you to stay pain and injury free, right? So that way you can live with vitality and have an awesome life. I love that. And I think that we've, we compartmentalize everything, right? Like we go to work, work stays at work and how we feel about work is for work. And then, you know, we go to the gym or we go to Pilates or we go to yoga and that's that part of our life. And we don't take those things into other areas of our life. So they're really, there's no integration, right? We, we keep things so separately from one another that we don't, we don't integrate the different aspects of our lives. Like we don't weave together all of the different pieces of ourselves. Yeah, I like the word integration because... I feel like that's what you're starting to see in the fitness industry too, is there's more like play and fun coming into working out, right? Like mm -hmm. dance classes are coming back into play, like breath work, like a decade ago, you told someone to breathe. They look at you like they're crazy. We have an hour of breathing. What's that? Like <laughs> nowadays, faced and sweaty. Yeah. Nowadays people are like, sign me up. I think I need to breathe. I'm like, great. People are getting it. <laughs> like, you know, there, there's different levels for everyone to come at. And it's, it's not about necessarily what you're doing or the calories you're burning or how long you're doing it. It's about how it serves you, right? Does it work? And is it a practice you can stick to every day? Because mm -hmm. sometimes people come to me, you know, they're like 100%, I'm doing Pilates, you know, they got it. And then they're like, now what else do I do, right? Because in the back of their brain, they're thinking, I need cardio and strength training, right? Because that's what they say on TV. And that's what society has programmed me to say and do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I look at them and I'm always like, you should do what you love, right? Like, obviously, you should probably do something a little cardio-based because Pilates typically isn't that cardio, you know, and your heart needs it. But even if it's just walking, like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, do something consistently mm -hmm. and don't, don't overthink it, right? Like, go play with your kids. Go ride your bike down the street. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day. Your body will intuitively tell you what you need believe it or not. <laughs> Ask it how you, like, how do you feel in this moment? Right. What do you, you know, what do you feel 
that you need? Mm-hmm. What are you feeling pulled towards? Right. Yeah. And I think, and I think that you bring up a really interesting point around play and, and dance because as adults, we don't play. Oh no. Yeah. Unless you have children, right? Because then you're getting down and it's like, this is my quality time. I must play with my child. <laughs> but it's not really play. Right? Behind like, it. Yeah. That's a lot of people, though. They're like, I, I'm dedicating an hour to my child, <laughs> at least, you know. <laughs> we must color or whatever the activity is because we have organized activities these days. We don't just spontaneously mm-hmm. go somewhere or do something or it's it's really hard because i mean even the brain can only focus for maybe like 10 minutes or a half an hour on something sometimes and then it kind of gets tapped out and wants to do something different and sometimes we don't respect that and say that's okay (laughs) we we force ourselves to sit for like an hour-long zoom meeting at work when really you know that's who's that serving (laughs) why why do we have to dedicate the full hour i'm sure we can get it done in 15 minutes (laughs) right exactly But, you know, don't tell your boss that or anything. (laughs) I mean, after the pandemic where I work, we don't even have meetings anymore. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, we get so much more done. It's crazy. Like, I'm so thankful (laughs) we were putting ourselves through so much torture before. (laughs) It's unnecessary. I think that a lot of people are coming to realize just how much of the things that they have in their life are unnecessary. Right. Yeah, we, there, like, there's a lot we can leave out. There's yeah. a lot that we can leave out, which just opens up so much space for ourselves, which in itself is very scary, right? When we start mm. when we start doing these kinds of things and we start, you know, dropping things that don't serve us and we start moving our body and journaling and practicing meditation and tapping or whatever, you know, energetic modality that you use, you literally create space in your body. Right, this energetic space, you're releasing what no longer serves you, you're leaving behind old patterns or, you know, this monthly, weekly staff meeting that wasn't helping anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And we're literally creating this space and it freaks people out. People don't know what to do with the space. And that's how we've been programmed, right? We have, we've grown up needing to be entertained all the time and needing you know, being told what to do and how to do it and where to go next and the next steps and that space is where you find yourself that space is where you connect with yourself and i think that that's really scary for people and it can be you know been there you know <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's also really expansive and really beautiful it's a really beautiful process and so i hope that you know we're moving into this idea that space this you know this living in the 3d where space is encouraged norm i under i 100 percent agree with that yeah i feel like boredom is a lost art you mm-hmm. know we don't have to turn to netflix or instagram or facebook every time we're bored yeah. It's it's great to disconnect and unwind and even you know the the silence is nice sometimes. I mean and where I teach I just have like light background music on sometimes, you know, but it's pretty quiet 
and even like Pilates, for example, back in the day, like you, you did it to no noise. It was just you and your breath and you hearing, I mean, on the equipment, there's springs, you're hearing mm -hmm. the sound of the machine. Like it's very, it's very soothing, right? Like we don't always appreciate those little moments in life because we're, so we're, we're trained to be go, go, go. <laughs> We're trained to be go, go, go. And there's so much noise everywhere. And I was having a conversation this, with someone this morning. It's so funny that you talk about noise. I was having a conversation with someone this morning and she said, who are you when there's no background noise? And yeah, I think where does your really, brain go, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's such a powerful question. And it's really something that I, when she said it, I was like, oh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's just one of those things that someone says and you're in it. It just it hits you so hard. And I think it's such a powerful question. Like, who are you when there's no noise? You know, who are you when you're with yourself? Yeah, that's what I had to figure out when someone told me and looked at me and said I was bipolar. I was like shocked. I was like, who am I? I felt so worthless and it took me years to get that conditioning out of me. It was crazy to actually like re-remember and realize who I was and that, yeah, I might have to live with this the rest of my life and, you know, be careful of things like sleep and what I eat mm -hmm. and little triggers. Right. But I had to, I had to reinvent myself so I didn't lose myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's so powerful, though. I had to reinvent myself so I didn't lose myself. And I think yeah. that's, a, that's a really difficult concept for people, I think, is the reinvention of the self. Mm -hmm. Because for so many of us, we've been told who we are, right? And, and then you're told something new. And the, the reinvention process, you naturally, by programming and conditioning naturally look to someone else to do that for you yeah and it, it simply can't happen that way it has to come from you the reason no. has to come from you yeah and I think that's why like my my teaching and what I do and who I cater to evolved with that because I couldn't play small anymore if that makes sense like I couldn't I couldn't just say, here I am, this is what I do, this is what I offer, I'm just like the other person down the street. I had to get real and I had to get vulnerable and I had to say, this is what I've overcome, this is what I'm still dealing with, just so you have the heads up. <laughs> you know, I I hope I never have to go to the hospital again and face anything, but that that could happen. You know, just like you could have a life issue come up too. But, you know, here's what I've found that helps me. And maybe this can help you too, no matter where you're at, at your journey. Because I wish <laughs> someone told me this like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think Instead of, yeah, me figuring it out. <laughs> it's, it's such a powerful thing though, to move through something. And then be that for someone else. So, and I, and I think that when we build a business and we work from that foundation of what did I need 
what was I craving that I didn't have access to or that the, you know, the people around me didn't know how to provide, you know, what did I need that I can give to other people? And when we build something from that foundation, it's so much, there's so much power in that. There's so much authenticity in that and integrity in that. And people are drawn to you into that, right? Into that energy. And that yeah. is, that's what we need in the world. And I can imagine, you know, when you show up as your authentic self and in a vulnerable place, when you get vulnerable with the people that you're working with, it's so scary, but it's so liberating. And it's also just so opening. Like when you ex- allow yourself to be vulnerable, people then do the same, right? The people 100%, around yeah. you do the same. And I can imagine that you opening up that part of yourself to your clients and to the people around you that it's almost like a collective relief it's a sigh it's like a oh <laughs> like oh we did it <laughs> we did it we're not scared anymore you know we're not hiding in a closet it's who who wants to live that way and not that you have to broadcast who you are and say all this stuff all the time to people but like you know we all have things we're going through and what if instead of looking at each other and saying how's your day going you know great we actually said the truth sometimes Mm -hmm. and said hey like you know I mean especially with my husband I have to look at him and be like hey I didn't sleep so good last night we need to like you know double check what's going on with things I might need to switch up my you know bedtime routine a little bit and take some like for me I'll put my blue blocker glasses on I'll take some magnesium like I got a whole thing I do (laughs) (laughs) right to like get back on track or you know maybe he needs to cook dinner instead and you know sometimes sometimes we don't speak up until we're at the point of breaking that we need help Mm -hmm. when we really should have spoken up a long time ago and said we needed help before we needed help Mm -hmm. and we as a society like you know, we have this badge of honor, like, oh, you know, she's the mom that has three children and like, you know, attends all the PTA meetings and cooks cookies for dinner every night, you know, whatever it is she does, but she's amazing. Or like, you know, he's the breadwinner. He makes so much money and, you know, look at him. He travels, you know, 52 weekends out of the year, but he's still healthy. You know, (laughs) he comes to the gym five days a week. Like, we, we don't need to wear these badges of honor anymore. Like, who, who are we competing with? And I, like... would, I would argue that moving, the way that the world is moving now is that these things are no longer badges of honor. No. No one cares anymore. No. And like, <laughs> exactly. And like you said, it, it's not a competition. And we're we're moving out of that. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the competition that was never like that was like almost kind of forced upon you right like yeah again who are you competing with right but we we wear this busyness as a badge of honor and it's really not you know burnout is not a badge of honor exhaustion is not a badge of honor perfectionism Mm -mm. comparing yourself to other people and trying to quote unquote do better than other people it's not a badge of honor it's simply 100 percent yeah 
it's it, not it doesn't it doesn't work yeah you know? and i love what you said about you know communication because i think that there's you know and when vulnerability is communication right and when when you allow yourself to be seen and heard you allow yourself to express your needs to share parts of yourself with people and to say hey I've had a rough day like literally I yesterday I was I was working on something and I texted my boss and I work with the most incredible people they're just so, so <laughs> literally changing the world I love them Mm-hmm. And I texted my boss and I said, you know, hey, I finished this thing. Do you want to like double check it? Do you want to check it out? You know, whatever. And so she did. And she texted me back and she was like, thank you for doing this. Like, I've had a really rough day and mm-hmm. you a lot off my plate. And oh, I'm just that's like, so nice. I know, right? And yeah. I, like one, you know, obviously it makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel good to know that I'm doing a, a good job. You know, people want to know yeah. that I'm doing a good job. And it makes me feel good to know that I'm helping her. But, like, the fact that she said, like, hey, I'm having a rough day. It's just a, it's a tiny thing to say, you know, to tighten. And this is on a text message, right? So, like, yeah, it's a tiny thing to text and yet so powerful. And it just sets everything up so beautifully, right? Like, when you can say those kinds of things to the people that work for you right yeah. to be honest and you know to to share you know express your gratitude which is something that is just so lacking in the world the appreciation and, you know, and the acknowledgement yeah yeah you know and i love i love that because it's a very vulnerable thing to say hey i need help or hey i'm not i'm not feeling myself today like something's off can you do this? Can we switch this up? And and to be able to communicate that because communication and vulnerability are they're hand in hand. I agree. Yeah, I feel like if more people were real with each other, we'd have a lot less mental health issues. Cause people could feel like they could actually, like you said, communicate to each other. And it doesn't even have to be like necessarily your spouse, but you, you need your support system, right? Like you need at least probably three good people in your life that you can go to. And it's not like a 911 emergency call, like, oh, I can't take it anymore. I need you. (laughs) It needs to be like regular Mm check-ins, right? Like if not, if not daily, like minimum weekly. Because those seemingly small things like having an off day or you know or not getting a full night's sleep not sleeping well those things Mm -hmm. build up right they you don't just explode right you don't you don't just have you start yelling at people for no reason or throwing that glass across a wall for to the wall for no reason right it's it's a it's a build up over time right and to have people to communicate with and just to, to people to hold space for you. Yeah. Is like, there are really aren't words for it. Honestly, it is really so beautiful. I had something <laughs> I was going to say and I lost my train of thought, but it will come back to me. It's okay. It'll come back to me if it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to yeah. ask you about EFT tapping though. So, mm-hmm. 
just for anyone who who doesn't know what that is or what it looks like or how to do it can you talk a little bit about that but also about how you know how it helps and sort of yeah that (laughs) sure so EFT tapping stands for emotional freedom technique and there's usually about seven or eight points that you go through in the body and it actually mimics like acupressure points if you're familiar with that so you might do places especially like on your face forehead things like that but again it can be all self-guided a really good resource for that would be the app called Tapping Solutions. They also have books that are done up as well, too, if you want to explore that on your own or have a little uh, go-to resource in your phone whenever needed. <laughs> but otherwise, I do like kind of more personalized scripts for people where overcoming maybe like a limiting belief, maybe they have an issue needing weight loss, like they're eating when they're bored. So we're saying statements as we're tapping through the points on their body and they may start off being negative statements so we're bringing up those past emotions or things that are trapped in the body and then they're replacing them with positive affirmations positive suggestions for the body instead so again it's just another way to reprogram the body both physically and as well mentally at the same time and them usually scripts take about maybe like 10 minutes at most to go through. So it's a really nice kind of a uh, little tune up throughout the day, you can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work magic instantly, mind you. You're going to have to keep doing it. <laughs> but it's another tool to have in your toolbox. And I, I learned a lot initially um, with Gabby Bernstein that mm-hmm. she talks about that in a couple of her books, I believe. She does on her Instagram too. And then my mentor, Casey Villard, she also did some in one of the programs I took from her. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is new. (laughs) (laughs) This is next level. I I like this. And after that, I got certified in it so I could, again, use it as a tool with my clients and kind of cater to them and their needs then. I love that. And you also use journaling and meditation with your clients as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the jur- the journaling I did, yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> journaling, I did like a, a therapeutic journaling certification, but I might even have people journal like a little bit before their sessions, maybe in the first five minutes they come in as a way to help kind of unload from their day or what's going on, right? And then we get into the physical movement because sometimes people just come in and they just want to dump on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 let's focus this on a page. <laughs> let's get it all down so you have it for your records because you're going to need it, <laughs> not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's we can chat about it if you need to as you go. But usually I find when people write stuff out, then, you know, they, they can leave some at the door, which is nice, you know. And I love that because I know that one of the things that you like to do is to have people, you know, have that reflection piece and journaling is so, so good for that. And it's my favorite part of journaling is that reflection piece and in having people go back and look at what they've written and doing that for myself, right? I, I keep all of my journals that I've had for years and years. They go with me everywhere. And I know, you know, some people burn their journals or... (laughs) toss them when when they're full and 
And I don't do that because of that reflection, right? I love to go back and look through and read, read what I wrote and kind of like take myself back just for a moment, you know, not, not to sit in that energy that's no longer serving me, but just to go back and be in that space for a moment, remember who I was and where I was energetically and spiritually, emotionally, and think about how far I've come right? And and for us, it's so easy to think about where we are now and where we want to go. We're very future focused. But having that that piece of reflection is, is so powerful. And what's really powerful too is sometimes writing down, you manifest, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, like, you know, I, I would really want this or I desire this or like I can see myself doing this. You create kind of your future by what you write. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like the world, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is very <clears throat> observant to what you're doing and putting out there and it's going to respond. So like you said, if you need to unload stuff, a journal is a great place to vent, right? But it's almost a better place to sit there and say, this is what's working. This is what I want more of. This is what I want to attract. And then it's surprising what comes up. And it's not going to be the next day, right? Just like we mm-hmm. said with the EFT tapping. It's not <laughs> It's not like you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I got the client or I got the house or I got the money, right? Like, <laughs> it's probably going to be like six months or maybe a couple of years. And like you said, you'll look back over your pages and be like, oh, like, I wanted this. I got it now. Cool. <laughs> That's how that works. Right? And then you're like, oh, I remember when I wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> and look at me. I stepped into my next level self. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> what a journey. What a journey. It is. You know, what a journey yeah. it is. I love it. Casey was actually, Casey Villard, your mentor, she mm-hmm. was actually on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about, you know, being the leader in, in your own life and, and being the visionary and, you know, creating that transformation for yourself. And I think that, I mean, I'm a little biased because I love journaling. I think journaling is a way to do that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but having, it's a key for sure. It is a key for sure. But having having this, this toolbox, and I, I love that you use so many different modalities with your own clients and, and for yourself as well. Because having different, you know, tools to reach for is so important in that transformation, right? In being able to lead yourself and being able to say, feeling off today, you know, this isn't working, that's not working, whatever it is, what do I feel like I need right now, right? If, if we've only got one modality, it, it won't serve us forever, right? It, it won't. No. <laughs> it's it's yeah. that's just the way it is. So I love that you have yeah. so many different things in inside of your toolbox and so many different things to offer Mm -hmm. to offer your clients yeah I feel like a lot of trainers just like know how to use different pieces of equipment but once you know how to use different pieces of the mind body and spirit you're like oh this this is where the expansion can happen with the client (laughs) this is where this is where we really grow (laughs) you know I mean you know, our mind, body, spirit, that's, these are the, the tools, the equipment that we're born with, right? That we have, that we've carried with us for so many lifetimes, throughout so many lifetimes, and that we've brought with us to this 3D world. And mm-hmm. 
you know, they're the equipment we should be using. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful when people have those breakthroughs because, like, as we said, especially, like, with this pandemic going on, I I didn't see a lot of my clients during the pandemic for about six to eight months because of the shutdown. And it was really curious to me the ones that were good, right, that, like, got it <laughs> from all my years of teaching and then the ones that, like, were super struggling, Yeah. right? It, it was interesting to see that and it was beautiful to see the clients that, I mean, I had two of them that went on and became like yoga instructors and like did all these things with their life. I had another one that's like opening up a fitness studio and everything like, and not to say that's amazing, but like they, they got it, you Mm -hmm. know, like it wasn't just me teaching them Pilates. They learned life skills (laughs) and they led themselves too. And they led themselves. Yeah. And the other people I knew, I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to need a little bit more help. And once I came back in the studio, it's like, all right, we, we gathered all these tools during the pandemic when we were shut down. <laughs> now I got more to help you. <laughs> and that's okay too, right? Like it's okay to still yeah. need a little bit more guidance, to need a little, a little bit more you know, oh, yeah. give and take. And, yeah. and I think, again, that's where having so many different modalities is, is important. Sometimes we need just one, one more thing to propel us forward. Yeah. For anyone who's <laughs> listening and they, they want to work with you, how do they do that? Where do they go? How do they find you? So currently I'm teaching in Michigan, if you're in the area. In the area. <laughs> if you're in the area. That's where I physically am teaching. Virtually, I have like my Instagram, if you want to connect there. My handle's mindbodymiller, so you can look me up, follow me there. I do have a complimentary self-paced 30-day wellness warrior Pilates challenge you want to take that that's kind of a course it's under the link in my instagram handle so you can have access to that i also have a complimentary wellness warrior community on facebook if you're there so you can join up there too you know we do check-ins different stuff every month i come on and do live videos i might coach you more on movement sessions or nutrition tips or the books i'm reading the things i'm loving (laughs) we talk about all that there too sharing the real life yeah, the real life outside the studio version mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. I love it. I have one last question for you. And that is, what does luxuriously fierce mean to you? I feel that luxurious, luxurious fierce is all about kind of finding your 2.0 self. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of knowing how you can up level with tools and tricks to become the version down the road, the future of who you want to become and emulate him or her. I love that. I love that so much room for expansion. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what we're all about. Definitely. (sighs) Thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun. I'm so so happy that we got to connect. It was nice meeting you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here.
If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxuriously Fierce Podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.